how great our God. We serve a great God, a wonderful God, a loving God, a caring God, an awesome God. Let's give God a round of applause for him just being an awesome and wonderful God. So grateful for that. Just to remind us who God is, just to remind us who God is. Man, the temperature has changed, haven't it? Good gracious. Man, it has changed. Sorry for the, the frigid weather in here. We turned the heat off, you know. <laughs> but we we working to get it back home right now. So we're grateful that you all have showed up. Let's give the Lord a hand of applause again today. Just thanking you for this great day, which is we observe as Mother's Day. Mother, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Let's give the mothers a round of applause. Just so grateful uh, for mothers and so thankful. Um, but I know for uh, some people, Mother's Day is not always a good day. Um, but we are grateful for our mothers um, and our heavenly mothers as well, too. Uh, just so grateful uh, for them as well, too. Once again, I'm Pastor Colin Pugh, and I'm a senior pastor, and I thank you all for coming to worship with us today. Before we get started, let us uh, turn to John chapter 17 as we look at our scripture for today. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. John chapter 17, and we'll be looking at verse number 4 and 5. John chapter 17, verses 4 and 5. John chapter 17, verses 4 and 5 for our scripture this morning as we get prepared to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. John chapter 17, verse 4 and 5, Jesus prays and he says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you um, have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the foundation of the world, or before the world was. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word in John 17. That Jesus said he had finished the work. Lord God, we are so grateful for this prayer, Lord God, because he, he praying to you, to himself, as God, Lord God, just encouraging us, Lord God, to finish the work that we, have, that we are doing, Lord God. So let us finish, Lord God, and let us be glorifying you, because everything we do, Lord God, is to glorify your name. No matter what it is, Lord God, if it's driving, if it's speaking, Lord God, if it's talking, Lord God, if it's eating, if it's having fun, Lord God, it's to glorify you. So we are so grateful today that we come, Lord God, to glorify your name here in this service. We ask that you be with us, Lord God. We ask that, Lord God, you continue to just show your presence in our life, Lord God, that we may see your power and your strength today, that you may uh, give us what we need, Lord God, as we come to celebrate mothers, Lord God. We are so grateful for you have blessed us with mothers, Lord God. We are so grateful for the time we have spent with our mothers who are in heaven, Lord God. So we are so thankful for this opportunity that we can honor mothers. So we come today, Lord God, asking for your grace just to prevail in this service. Give us what we need, Lord God. Strengthen us and be with us, Lord God, as we take this time to embrace this great uh, celebration of Mother's Day. Just ask that your favor and your guidance be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise for those who are outside can come in and sit with us. 
as we continue our service. Uh, and uh, also, I want to um, ask for your prayers for uh, our members, the Murchison family, um, Bonnie and Nay Murchison. Well, um, Bonnie and Nay, I mean, Bonnie Murchison and Nay uh, Murchison Barber, um, they lost a brother um, last night, late last night. Um, and also, uh, pray for my family, my brothers and sisters, because they are like family to us. We all grew up together as children, babies. We grew up with Joshua together, and he was actually the same age as me. And um, he went home to be with the Lord on yesterday. So uh, we all struggling and having a hard time. So please keep uh, the Murchison family in prayer. Also, um, I just want to, uh, some announcements that I have uh, for us. I just want to let us know there will not be no corporate prayer today. As we observe Mother's Day, uh, will not be no corporate prayer or young adult um, gathering, um, but there will on Wednesday. We have a buy, uh, first time buyer seminar for homes um, on Wednesday. This Wednesday, we have a first time buyer seminar. Uh, please show up for that. And uh, all of that on our social media site with the Zoom and everything that uh, is attached to that. We also on Thursday, we have the blood drive. We have the blood drive from 11 uh, 30 p.m to 4.30 p.m. Uh, we have the blood drive here at the church. Please register for that. Uh, we have uh, some great numbers, but we need better numbers as we come as African-Americans to give blood to save lives. Also on Friday, we will have our pastor conference here from uh, eight to four. Um, so please, for our leaders and our um, pastor, please come uh, to that and participate in that. We have some great speakers that will be here and it is a free, um, it's a free event. You do have to register so we can have the lunch prepared. So as we come together to uh, celebrate on this Father's Day, I mean on this Mother's Day, I'm sorry, on this Mother's Day, I wanna ask all the men to stand up. Can we have the men stand up if you are able to stand up? And we need you to meet us uh, in that room outside these doors, please. We have some gifts for our mothers. And while the men are going out, can we have all the mothers stand as the men go out? We have all the mothers stand, please. If you are a mother, um, please stand up. Please stand up at this time. We are so grateful for you and so thankful um, for you and all that you uh, have been doing and have done in our lives to, to birth us and to nurture us and to take care of us. And without you, we wouldn't be here. So we are so grateful for you. So on behalf of Clinton Baptist Church, for our members, uh, you all should have received a Mother's Day card. Uh, for all the mothers who are members, you all should have received a Mother's Day card from the church. Uh, I think they put a gift card in it just to say thank you for your uh, motherhood. And also, uh, for all those who are here today, uh, we have some roses for you all. So the men walking kind of slow, they're going to have y'all up. Uh, for a long time, but um, we want to um, just show our appreciation to you by um, giving you uh, roses, and the men should be coming in at five, four, three, two. All right, y'all, take us. It take us a little while to take instructions. Miss Darling, can you check on them? Man, we planned this too. Uh, 
So my wife said, uh, can we ask which mom have the most children? Now we're going to do a game or something. I don't know. You know, this Clinton Baptist Church, we think outside of the box. We think outside of the box. So all the mothers, if you stand there, please, uh, we, we want to thank you all with the roses. And once you get your rose, please be seated. We are so grateful uh, for you as moms. So sorry that it took so long for our, our men to get it together. But we, we did have it planned, and we are grateful for this opportunity where we can show our love and our appreciation for our mothers. We also have some mothers coming in the door as well. So we have mothers standing and coming in the door as well. Thank you all so much. Let's give our mothers a round of applause. Thank you all so much. And now we have Ms. Darlene come up. Where is Ms. Darlene? Ms. Darlene? I am the chairperson for the event planning. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, So I wanted to um, give a special shout out to Lady Pew. Can you please come up? <laughs> so we know that um, our first lady loves flowers. So of course we have flowers for you today for Mother's Day and a card from the event planning ministry. And I hope everyone enjoyed their rose. Okay, let's give all the mothers a, a round of applause again. So grateful for you. Now, as we continue to move forward in our service, uh, we have some special people with us online and in person. So we ask, is this your first time here at Clinton Baptist Church? We ask that you stand. 
If you are online, we ask that you just uh, put your name in the chat so we can recognize you, whether you're on YouTube, you're on Facebook, on our website, or wherever channel you're watching us on. We just want to highlight you and just to say thank you for coming out. If we have any first-time visitors, we ask that you please stay. Any first-time visitors? Everybody been here before? Praise God. Praise God to that. So we are so grateful once again uh, for you coming to uh, visit with us and be here for us, for our members. And we are so grateful for Mother's Day. As we continue to go forward. Oh, sorry. I didn't even see you there. The light blind me. Let's get a young man a round of applause. Thank you so much, young man. We are so grateful for you coming. And that's another one in the back. Thank you so much for coming. We, we definitely appreciate you. We know it's by God's divine design that you are here. We pray that you meet them right where you are. Amen. Let's give our visitors another round of applause. Just so thank you. It's the light. It's the light. I can't see out there. So at this time, as we continue to move forward, we've got a time of worship and giving to God. We have many ways that we can give to God. One is through Cash App, uh, which is dollar sign, capital C, capital B, capital C at 8701. Uh, we also have, you can mail your offering in to Clinton Baptist Church, or you can go to our website and give that way to the giving page or download BAMCO, and you can give that way as well, too. So at this time, um, we also have an opportunity for us to give in person as our ushers come forward. Father God, thank you so much for giving unto us that we can give back to you. You have been a blessing to us. and so grateful, Lord God, even in tough times financially, Lord God, you have been good to us, Lord God. So accept what we have, Lord God, as a sweet smell and aroma to you, that you may be blessed, you may enjoy, and it may please you. That what we give today can make an impact not only for today, but for generations to come. Because the only reason why we can stand here and worship today is because of those who have given a long time ago. So, Lord God, let our giving not make a big splash, but make a ripple effect that generations that come after us may receive the gospel by what we give today. So bless you, Lord God, and we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Has he made a way for anybody? Has he made a way for anybody? Control. 
And now we know that you, you made. When our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, Lord, you, you made a way. And we're standing here only because you made, Lord, you. I love this next part. It says, so you move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. You perform miracles and there is nothing that's impossible. And we're standing here only because you... Can I sing that again? Said you move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power you perform miracles and there's nothing that's impossible and we're standing here only because you made a way you move mountains you cause walls to fall with your power you perform there is nothing that's impossible, and we're standing here only because you made a way, and we're standing here only because you made a way, and we're standing here only because you made, Lord, you made a way. Has he made a way? You made a way. Oh, Lord, you, you made a way. Come on, sing that with me. Oh, Lord, you, you made a way. Watch this. And I don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. I don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. I don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. I don't know how, but you did it. You made a watch this. And I don't know why, but I'm grateful. Don't know why, but I'm, is anybody grateful? Don't know why, but I'm grateful. I don't know why, but I'm grateful. I don't know why, but I'm grateful. And we're standing here only because you made a way. We're standing here only because you made a way. Lord, we're standing here only because you made a way. Watch this. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. Lift your voice and say that. He loves. 
Does he love you? He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. I sing that. He loves. He loves. He loves. Oh, how he loves. Come on, sing that loud. He loves. He loves. That sound good. You'll be surprised at how many people are struggling with identifying that God loved them. It's not just young people, it's older people too who are struggling with how can God even love me? By who I am and where I'm from and what I did, some people have the perception that God doesn't love them. But as the songs say, he loves us. The scriptures say he loves us. God even gives his own personal testimony of how he loves us. And the scripture says he demonstrated his love towards us. Yet while we were still sinners, he loved us. That is so awesome. That's just so awesome to see the love of God. Even when we look at uh, John 3.16 and he talks about the love of God or how much God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I just want to encourage you on this morning that God loves you, 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 that I'm thinking about young people committing suicide, young adults who committing suicide, older people committing suicide. I just want to let you know that God loves you, that he loves you. Tell yourself, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Put it in the chat that God loves me. I just want to let you know that God loves us. He loves you no matter who you are or what you're into. He loves you. Amen. As we continue to celebrate mothers, we are so grateful for this time as we assemble together all over the world to highlight our mothers and just esteem our mothers on this day. I know um, my children try to Called the restaurant to get a uh, reservation and they were booked up. I said it must not be Father's Day. Can't, we can't find a seat, Tuck. Can't find a seat at all at the table today. Boy, boy, boy. But we are grateful for you, moms. We are so thankful 
Will you all um, let us pray. Father God, have your way. Be with me, Lord God. As I preach on unfamiliar territory. Lord God, that we as preachers stay away from the cases. But I thank you for challenging me to preach your word today. So be with me, Lord God. Be with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your Bibles and your electronic devices in your hand. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. This is in the Old Testament. This is in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 1. Find it right after the book of Ruth. 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1 in the Old Testament. If you have it, say amen or I have it. 1 Samuel chapter 1. We're going to start at verse number 3 and read to verse number 12. It says, this man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophaniah, and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And whenever the time came for Echonah, to make an offering, he will give portions to Panana, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he will give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. And then Eklon, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorstep of the tabernacle of the Lord. And verse 10 and Hannah was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, 
and no razor should cut or, or come upon his head. Verse 12. And it happened as they continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. And let's go down. And Hannah spoke in verse 13 in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. On this morning, as we come together to celebrate mothers, God has caused me to take a turn. And here in this text, that I'm a preacher on is a very touchy and tough topic to preach on. My prayers is I may handle this topic with care and love and also empathy. Well, this morning I want to speak to you from the topic, Hannah desire for children. Hannah desires for children. Anna had a desire for children, but Hannah had a problem with infertility. I mean, infertility, infertility. And here, as you all know, infertility has been something that has not been publicly spoken about for years. As a matter of fact, I was doing research and I found out that in an African-American community, it was unspoken. Infertility was, was unspoken. Until recently when some other African-American women came out, like Michelle Obama in her book, and she spoke about it. But for a long time, this topic was not spoken. But recently, as we know, Michelle Obama and some other journalists have come together to shine a light on the infertility. And now people are more engaged to talk about this topic. What I found out as I was researching this sermon, I found out that the Center of Disease and Control and of Prevention says that 10% of women, which is 6.1 million, in the United States in the age of 15 to 45 have difficulties in getting pregnant or staying pregnant. NIH in 2019 said 11% of women in the United States have a problem with reproductive in the age of fertility. The Bible speaks of this same topic as well. As a matter of fact, it's six women in the Bible that the Bible shows that deal with infertility. But yet, we, we don't talk about it. But yet, we, 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 we shy away from this conversation. We shy away from these texts because I believe that we don't want to deal with it. But here, God has uh, allowed me to see some things that I may encourage those who desire children but can't have them. Because as we come and we celebrate mothers there, there's a group that are, that, are, that are hurting and frustrated and disappointed and sad because they can't give, uh, uh, can't have children or can't give the love or the nurturing, the nurturing that the child needs because they, 
feel though they have a problem with themselves. And here Hannah is in that same situation. Here Hannah is in the same situation. And the first thing we see here in this text is Hannah wound is closed. Look at verse number five through six. Verses five through six. So Hannah, her husband, Echelon, has two wives. He has a wife's name, Panana, and he has a wife named Hannah. Now, Hannah, Panana is popping out babies. She's giving them all the babies she wants or he wants. But Hannah, who the one he loved, cannot have children. So here in verse 5, we see that in verse 5, we see twice that it says her wounds were closed. Look, it said, but, but Hannah, in verse number 5, it said, but to Hannah, he was given a double portion. As he went to worship, he gave her a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord has closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord has closed her womb. What we see here, as Hannah desired children, Hannah's womb was closed. Hannah was barren. She couldn't have children. And at this time, this was a shame to women. You was marked as, 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 as a lower caste citizen. You was frowned upon. You was joked on. You was, you was taken advantage of because you couldn't have children. You couldn't produce a son. So you was looked as you, you had a problem or issue. But the scripture tells us that it was God who closed her womb. It was God who, who shut her womb down. It was God who, who, who allowed her to be barren. And, and, and for you and I who, who go through this, we got to understand that, that God do things that we don't understand. There's things that we want in, in our lives. There's things we want in our children's life. There's things we want in our marriage. There's things we want in our home. But sometimes God don't allow us to have. And here, the scripture says that, that, that God closed her womb up. Although you and I as husband and wife participate in the act of sexual intercourse does not mean we're going to have a, ch a child. We do not select when we want to have a child or if we're going to have a child or not. That's God's decision. God is the one that, that has the key to turn for life. God is the one that has the power to give you a child. God closed her womb up. And what I like about this is God never say why. Because we are quick to say and give our reasons why her womb was closed. God never said, just said the Lord closed her womb up. It was the Lord who, who closed her womb up. It was the Lord who, who closed her womb up. And I just want to let you know, if you are in this situation dealing with infertility, I just want to let you know you are not broken. You are not unfit. You are a great woman. You can be a great mom. I just want to encourage you today that, 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 that it may be God's purpose for it. But also we see in the text is not only Hannah's womb was closed, but we see in the text that Hannah had pain. Look, look how much pain is for her. Look how much pain has brought her. Look at this. It said Hannah was disappointed and devastated and distraught because she could not have a child. 
Hannah was, was in pain. The scripture says, look at the scripture. Look at, look, look at verse number eight. It's, I mean, verse number six. It said that she was miserable. Verse number seven says she wept and would not eat. Verse number eight said that her heart was grieved. Verse number 10 said that she was bitter in her soul. Verse number 10 says she wept with anguish. Verse number 11 says she was afflicted. She endured pain because she could not have a child. And then she has a nerve. I mean, then, then the, the uh, second wife, which should not happen, um, that's, you, we all know, adultery. The second wife had a nerve to provoke her and antagonize her. She had no empathy for, for Hannah. She had no, it was a competition to her. And she now provoking, I mean, uh, antagonizing her and making her feel miserable, joning on her because she couldn't have a, a child. Talking about her. And even in our life, when God shut our wound up, because not only the physical wound that God shut up, what if God shut up the birth that you have in your business? What if God shut up the birth that you have in your home, the birth that you have in that job, the birth of you getting that degree, the birth of you getting your desires and aspirations? What if God shut those things up? And people talk about you. Everything around her was thriving. This, this other wife was having children. Her womb was wide open. She was giving birth and, and new life was coming and new life all around her. People having children. How do you think that Hannah felt? Put yourself in a position how Hannah felt that everything around you is, is looking good. And everything, you know, because when you're going through, everything looks better. What everybody else is going through. When you're going through everybody, it seems like everybody else is just on the cloud. You suffering from finances. Everybody else buying cars, buying houses, buying bags, buying shoes, and you can't even pay your bills. It seems like everybody else and this lady Hannah had to deal with this and the pain that she endured. Not only the pain that she had to endure that we see, but the psychological pain. Because as I was looking at the sermon and doing research, it said that, that, that women who, who have fertility issues, they, they, they suffer and, and, and they battle with, being, with loneliness. They battle with being uh, um, hopeless and they feel like they're helpless and, and they battle with anxiety and depression. She had her own psychological things going on because she couldn't have a child. And now you have a dassy, this, this woman to talk about her, to throw it in her face. To, to, to talk about her, but now watch this. And even her husband, he tried to help. He tried to get some comfort, but you know, sometimes we don't know what to say. Look what he say. Look what he say in verse number number eight. Then Akalon, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? Uh, no. I mean, he, he, he act like he can take the place of her desire for a child. He, 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 he trying to help, 
He trying to console her. He trying to do the, the best he can. And, and I'm just saying, husbands and, and family members, you got to console your wife. You got to console those women and let them know that, that you are with them. But watch what you say. We, we got to watch what we say. Watch this, because even when we see young people get married, the first thing we say is, when the baby coming? You ain't pregnant yet? Man, it's been six months. I'm, 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 I'm reaching to myself when my daughter just got married. Uh, actually, uh, three months and four days and 18. No, I'm joking. But anyway, it, it, I, and I'm like, when a baby coming? But what if God closed her womb? So we have to watch what we, what we say. And he tried to conceal her, console her. He tried to, to help her out. But, but, but what he said just wasn't right. And we got to be careful on how we say things to those who are dealing with infertility. Then he says, we see that Hannah, wounds were closed. We see that Hannah had pain, but also we see that Hannah pursuit. We see Hannah pursuit. Watch this. He says in verse, right here in verse number seven, it says, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord, it said every year, although her womb was closed, although she was going through this pain, she still pursued the Lord. She still made it determined that she was going to get in the face of God. And when you and I are going through when you are, are having some trouble, if you're dealing with infertility, make sure you continue to get in the face of the Lord. Because this is what happens. When things go wrong, when things get bad, when things get heavy, we push away from God instead of pushing towards God. We allow those, those troubling times, we allow times like this of infidelity to cause us to get mad at God and we only want to come. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been at God? I ain't saying nothing to you. I don't even want to deal with you. I, I know I ain't the only one, because the scripture tell me, Jeremiah even said, Jeremiah said, God, I'm shutting my mouth. I'm not speaking to you. I'm not saying anything about you. I'm going to go ahead about my business. You go ahead about anybody ever been there, because sometimes troubling times like this will have a push away from God, but Hannah pursued God. Look, it said that she, 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 she went every year to worship. It says that she went every year to worship. She was there all every year to worship in the house of God. And then it says in verse number nine, and Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in shallow. And she, uh, uh, now Eli and his, um, the priest was sitting there and she sat at, and he sat at the doorstep of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness in her soul. And she prayed to the God. She not only went to worship God, but she went and prayed to God. Now, I don't know about you, but when your heart is heavy, it's hard to worship. When, it's, when your heart is heavy, it's hard to lift your hands up. When your heart is heavy, it's hard to sing along with Aiden. When your heart is heavy, it's hard to come up in the, in the building. When your heart is heavy, it's hard to get into the face of God. Not only did she get to worship, but she had communion, I mean, she had conversation with God. She said, God, 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 I need to talk to you. 
She said, God, I, I need to get in your face. I need to pursue you. And I like what it said because in the, ver in the other verses, in 11 and 12, it says that she stretched out before God. She just didn't pray one time. She continued praying. She kept praying. She kept standing in the face of God. And if you're facing this troubling time of infer infertility and you're facing hard times in your life, you got to press towards the Lord. You got to get before God. You got to stretch out before God and say, God, I need you. She said, I need to get in the face of God. I'm not worried about eating. I'm not worried about drinking. The pain that I'm enduring because I desire a child so bad and it's not happening. I need to get to God. She says, I need to get to the house of the Lord. And she got before God and she prayed to God. And she said, God, I need your help. She said, God, I need your help. And her prayer was so intense that her mouth were moving but nothing was coming out. Her mouth was praying, but her voice box had shut down. And this man, this priest who was there, thought she was drunk in the temple of God. The priest thought she was drunk. This lady had so much prayer and intent that her mouth was moving and nothing was coming out. But I say she was getting in front of the, the, the face of God. And you got to understand, when we going through times of trouble, when we going through hard times, moms, you got to get in the face of God. You got to go and you got to cry out to God. You got to lay before him and, and take your knees to him. You see, she was grieved in her soul. I bet she said, Father God, I need you. My soul is grieved. I'm going through too much. This is too much for me. I want a child and everybody else is having a child and it's not fun watching a child growing up and they going through their phone showing me their children and you won't open my wound. They ain't paying their tithes. They ain't giving, you know how we get. And she got in front of God's face and said, God, I want a child. And sometimes we got to be persistent. Sometimes we got to keep knocking on the door of God. You got to be like Jacob and you say, God, I ain't letting you go till you bless me. I'm going to wrestle you every day. I'm going to stay in your face. You're going to hear what I got to say. I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep praying. And if I got to fast, I'm going to fast and I'm going to get in your face so you can hear my thoughts. Said that she, she prayed. Look at this. She prayed. And then in verse number 11, she said, it says she prayed to the Lord and wept with anguish. And it said, and then she made a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look on my afflictions of your manservant and remember me and not forget your manservant, but will give your manservant a male child. Then I will give him to you, O Lord, the day, all the days of his life, and put no razor on him should come upon his head. She not only prayed, she told God exactly what she wanted. She, she ain't come around no general prayer, God, give me a healthy child. No, I want a boy. I, I, I want a boy, Lord God. Give, give me a male son. Give me a male son, God, and I'm going to give him back to you. Lord God, I, I know I want them and I know I desire them, Lord God, but if you give me what I'm asking, Lord God, I give them back to you. And, I, and I'll let him serve you for the rest of his life. I'm making this vow to you. I'm making this vow that I'm going to give you this child back, Lord God, that he may serve you and I won't put no razor on him. 
I won't, I won't put a raise on her. I, 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 I'll give him to you that he may serve you. And look, and it goes on. It says that. And it happened as she continued to pray before the Lord that Eli watched her leave. She continued to pray to God. And if we continue to read this narrative, God blessed her with a child. God blessed her with a child. She desired a child. We've seen her womb was closed. We've seen the pain of Hannah. And we've seen the pursuit of Hannah. And we see the blessing of Hannah because God gave her what she prayed for. Now here's the thing. What if God don't give you what you prayed for? Because everybody's story is not going to be like this. Everybody is not going to have a child. And you've been praying and you've been fasting and you're before God. And, and what if God say no? That doesn't mean that you're unfit. That doesn't mean that you're not worthy to have a child. And we got to be sensitive to this. But I just want to offer some solutions. For those who are married and, and can't have children, maybe there are other options out there for you like adoption. There's, there's some good adoption agents out there, agencies out there that can help you find the child that God has for you. And, and, and it works. I was looking up some adoption agents. They got them that you can adopt infants. You can adopt from foster. You can adopt nationally and internationally, abroad and everywhere. They, they got all these agencies that need people to adopt children. That, that's a good option. That, that, that you can go and you can uh, adopt a child. There are so many people that, that, that have been adopted. There's so many people that, that have been raised by, by other women and other families to, to raise up children and to love them and to, to nurture them. Those, that, that, there's ways, it's artificial assimilation. There are agencies that will to walk you through uh, uh, you and your husband through uh, artificial assimilation. Were you working to, to have a child on your own? There's so much new technology. Don't give up because God may have a plan for you in that way. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's a pastor. He's a pastor right in the area, and the, the, the hospital told, where well, the doctor told his wife that she would never have children. And he said, we was Strong. He said, Pastor Q, man, I was I like, man, I'm a preacher. I serve you, God. And now you tell me we can't have children. And my wife wanted children. He's looking at his wife. And it's all his wife, family having children. You know, you go to the, the cookout and everybody having children. And he said, okay, he, they finally got to the point where they said, okay, we're going to adopt some children. And they went in and they adopted children. They adopted some. And a couple of years after their son, I think their son was three years old, a couple of years they had a child, natural. God opened her womb. And they, they were able to have a child, and then they adopted another child after that, and then she had another natural child. And now they have four children. 
but it may took that to work for them. I don't know about you, but I'm just trying, and I hope I was careful and loving. I'm just trying to encourage those who are dealing with being better. I, I, I'm just trying to, to, to encourage you because I know it's hard for you. I know Mother's Day is, is hard for you because you, you've been doing everything right and it don't seem like it's working for you. But God has other plans and there's other ways that, that, that you can be used to, to bring life to a young child. There are so many kids that need to be adopted. And I know it's painful. I know you're looking at people and be like, why do she deserve a child? Why do, why do they deserve a child? But God has a plan for you. So I don't know who you are today, but I just want to pray for you. I'm done. Father God, for those who are under the sound of my voice who are dealing with this, who are battling infertility, Lord God, I come to you today on their behalf. Lord God, I come to you, Lord God, because there are people who we sit beside in this church that are dealing with this. They are our daughters and our, and our sisters and our nieces and our aunties and our grandparents. Lord God, there are so many women that are dealing with this, Lord God, and they feel like there's no help. They feel like there's no hope. They feel like that there's no encouragement for them. So I pray, Lord God, that you, you remind them that you know exactly what they're going through. You knew exactly the pain that Hannah felt. You knew the psychological pain she felt. You knew the emotional pain she felt, Lord God. You knew the pain that she felt because she was bearing but, Lord God, I want you to remind us that you are capable to do anything. That the scripture says all things are possible through you and none are possible through man. So, Lord God, we come to you today that we may embrace the calling that you have on our life. That we may wrap our arms around those women and those men, that, that couple, Lord God, and let them know that everything is going to be all right. Lord God, we, we wrap our arms around them to encourage them in you, Lord God. And let us, Lord God, be sensitive of what we say. Let us, Lord God, be, be, be cognitive of, of, of how we approach them and what we say, Lord God, that we won't offend them or hurt their feelings. But I pray right now that you just give us wisdom. You just give them peace. In all this, Lord God, and we thank you for your word. That is a hard topic to preach on. But I thank you, Lord God, for challenging me to preach on. Because you have called me, Lord God, to preach the whole counsel of your word. So, Lord God, I pray that this word was pleasing to you. And effective to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As you stand on your feet. As you stand on your feet. I don't know how to transition now.
to salvation. But I know one thing, that God has given each and every one of us life. And that life that he gives us is eternal life. And it was given through his son, Jesus Christ, that every one of us could be born again. And this is a great opportunity. that Jesus Christ has given us, that we may be born again. I don't know where you are in your spiritual life. I don't know, know if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But I come to tell you that he died on the cross for you, that you may have eternal life. That he came to save you from eternal condemnation, which every one of us deserves because of our sin. But thank God, according to Romans 8, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We'll never feel the wrath and be separated from God. But this is a great opportunity where you can experience eternal life. Is there one today that do not have a personal relationship with God? Is there one today who, who are not sure that you're going to heaven? Raise your hand. 